I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb here. And it's my pleasure to welcome in the driver of the number 38 front row motorsports Ford, Mr. David Reagan. David, how are you today? We're doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, fantastic. Uh, you got a scored a 21, uh, 21st place finish at Bristol. How uh, how would you grade your day? Well, our car was pretty solid. I felt like we had a top 15 uh, place car. We were running 16th, I think, on the lead lap. I cut a tire about lap 350 and had to pit under green, and we lost three laps. That certainly uh, took a little bit of the wind out of our sail. We were able to get one of those laps back and, and finish two laps down. But, uh, you know, probably a B or B minus. Uh, Bristol has been a pretty good track to us in the past. Uh, I really enjoy Bristol. I love all the short tracks uh, during the schedule. But uh, Bristol is a special place, and we had a, a solid car. I thought the race was great overall. Uh, we could have been a little bit better uh, in qualifying, a little bit better at the start of the race. But, uh, you know, 21st place, it could have been a lot worse. I felt like after we cut that tire and hit the wall, I'm fortunate that uh, nothing else broke or we didn't have any other issues that prevented us from finishing the race. That would have certainly been a bummer. But uh, all in all, we got out of there. We learned a few things that will help us for Richmond, and we'll move on to the next one. Yeah, that's uh... – I love, I'm with you. I love the short tracks. Richmond, Richmond's my favorite. And uh, so I can't wait for uh, for the race uh, Saturday night. And, um, you know, it's funny that you say that you, you like the short tracks because, you know, you, the, the two wins you've got in the Cup Series both came on uh, restrictor plate super speedways, uh, you know, back in 2011, obviously at Daytona in uh, the Coke 0400 and uh, in 2013 over at Talladega. So it's funny that you say that you like the uh, the short tracks when your best finishes are at the restrictor plate tracks. Yeah, you know, that's just the way things have worked out. I feel like I've been close to winning some short track races. I've got three or four top fives at Richmond and had a shot to win a couple of those. But, uh, yeah, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. I do enjoy the speedway racing, but it's certainly got a level of, of anxiety and, and unknown it makes it a mentally a tough race, but uh, short track racing like we have this weekend in Richmond on a Saturday night, it's uh, it, it's fun. It, the cars look great under the lights, and it kind of brings me back to my short track roots where you go to your local short track and you get ready to go race on a Saturday night. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's go back to the beginning. Uh, your, your father, Ken Reagan, he drove NASCAR uh, back in the 80s. Now, you know, there's kind of two schools of thought when it comes to uh, fathers wanting their kids to do what they do. It's either they're very supportive and, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. I'd love for you to be a race car driver or, oh, no, I sure as hell hope you don't get in the seat and go down the same path uh, I went. How supportive was your dad early on in your career? Oh, he was very supportive. Obviously, our sport, you know, changed a lot during the, the 80s and early 90s, 2000s. It grew into 
a multi-billion dollar industry where we have fans all over the world and we had a lot of safety initiatives coming on board after the death of Dale Earnhardt that made our cars really, really safe. And it was something that, uh, yeah, he, he encouraged me to do. He knew that it was going to be hard and a challenge. And, you know, it's not going to work out for everybody. Uh, being a professional uh, uh, athlete in, in anything, it's, uh, the, the numbers aren't in your favor. You've got a lot of kids uh, that can drive race cars, thousands of them that have the skill set to drive, but there's only 40 seats uh, every Sunday or Saturday night. So it's uh, the, the numbers aren't fair, but yeah, I had some good opportunities out of high school. I chased him. I was able to, to race and race for some good teams and win some races, and one thing led to another. So it's been a great run, a lot of fun over my career, but it is something that uh, I wouldn't have been able to do without my mom and dad and family support. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, you raced uh, the ARCA Series as a Roush development driver. You actually won a pole here in Milwaukee as well. How did that help your career early on? Yeah, well, that was at a pivotal point in my career. That was back in 2005. I remember that. We had just won a few weeks before, and uh, to, we showed up at Milwaukee. We were still fast. We sat on the pole. We led laps and ended up we had an engine problem. But, uh, you know, that string of races that summer uh, allowed me to, to start at Roush Fenway Racing the next year in 2006. So, uh, that that was a fun time in, in my career. I've been able to race at a lot of great racetracks uh, around the country, and those were a lot of fun uh, working with some different teams and different crew guys, and we were having a lot of fun going racing. But, yeah, some real fond memories of uh, Milwaukee Mile in the truck, uh, in the Xfinity car, in the Bush Series back in the day, and even some late model races over the years. So definitely uh, a lot of fun coming to Milwaukee over the years. All right. Well, now the softball questions are over here. Uh, when you took over, uh, you know, you took over for Mark Martin and uh, the number six, uh, Fen- Roush Fenway Ford, and you had a ton of great finishes, and then you were kind of the super sub uh, filling in for an injured uh, uh, Kyle Bush, and then over at, at Waltrip Racing, and you had some fantastic finishes. How come you haven't gotten another shot at one of the top-funded teams? Yeah, I think what we just talked about earlier with, you know, the the numbers, uh, you've only got, you know, 12, 14 to 16, uh, maybe 17, 18 of those really solid, you know, top-funded teams that are racing for championships and wins every year. And, and the numbers just, just aren't, aren't there. You've got a lot of good drivers in our sport that could be in one of those seats, but there's just not that many of them. And you've got guys like Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson and, and up until a year or so ago, you know, Dale Jr. and Gordon and uh, Matt Kenseth and Biffle and some of those guys were still at the the peak of their career, and they weren't leaving those seats. And then you have young kids that are 10 years younger than I am, maybe 12 or 13 years younger. Those are the the young guys that have a lot of talent, and the team owners are going to invest their future in a a 20-year-old, you know, not a 33- or 34-year-old. And so, uh, I, I was in those shoes uh, of the young kids 12 or 13 years ago when I was 19 years old going to replace Mark Martin in the six car. So I feel like that, you know, I've kind of come in full circle. I feel like I'm uh, able to go out and win races and, and do uh, great things in the right situation. But sometimes the seats and, and the opportunities aren't available, and certainly sponsorship plays a big role. You've got to have the, the sponsorship uh, at the right time when that seat opens to get that opportunity. So it's one of those things you never know what another 
season or another year may bring. Uh, but that that's the, the way that the world revolves in, in any sport. Yeah, very well said. Uh, that leads me into my next question. What what do you consider a successful race? Is it having like a 20th place car and finishing 15th or is it, you know, finishing ahead of Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick or one of the, you know, drivers with the quote unquote highly funded teams, you know, on a week in week out basis, what, you know, what is success to you? Yeah, it it just depends on the track and, and certainly the year that you're in. Obviously when you're on one of the top teams, you're expected to win. And if you don't win some races during the year, you, you haven't uh, done a good job. And I think for our team, yeah, top 15s and top 20s are our goals every week. And if we can qualify and race in the top 20, uh, finish in the top 10 or 15 on occasion, have a shot to win a few races here and there, that those are realistic expectations. But generally speaking, if you have a 10th place car, you, you need to finish uh, in the top 10. If you have a 25th place car, you need to finish in the top 25. Uh, anytime you can uh, exceed what your car is running that day, I think that's a good day because you're, you're never going to have perfect cars uh, every single race throughout the year. Sometimes you're going to make bad decisions on setup. Sometimes you're going to have you know pit stop problems and different mistakes throughout the race. So that, that's part of racing, and you've got to overcome some of those uh, issues like that. But, but generally, if you have a uh, a 10th or 15th place car, you need to finish in the top 10 or 15, and that's something that it did take me a little while to learn that earlier in my career. I just thought you drive as hard as you can. You're supposed to win every race, and sometimes that, that's just not, not in the cards that day, and you generally get yourself in trouble uh, when you start driving that hard. All right, listen to the final inspection show. Got David Reagan, driver of the number 38 front row motorsports Ford on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. Okay, so the hard questions are over. Uh, so what's in your driveway or your garage right now? Oh, I've got a a Harley Davidson motorcycle, which you guys would would like to hear that. Oh Uh, yeah. I do uh, a little bit of riding around. I ride some on the Kyle Petty charity ride, which is, uh, you know, a fun ride that raises a lot of money for the uh, victory junction gang camp down here in North Carolina. My wife's got a minivan and I've got a Ford F-150. So we're your pretty uh, normal American family. I do have some older cars and odd in stuff uh, at my office and shop uh, here in North Carolina, but we're pretty simple here in our garage at our house. All right, nothing crazy, huh? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a new uh, GT40 on the way. The Ford uh, GT40 cars that that are uh, really cool. That won Le Mans a couple years ago. That that races the 24 hours of Daytona and some of those races. So that'll be you know a neat car to, to have in my collection. But I won't keep it here at the house. The girls will probably ride their bicycles into it so all that <laughs> stuff over my office. Oh, that's fantastic last question here for you david what uh, what are you listening to lately you know for me I, i'm your your boring uh 32 year old that uh that, that's like a 60 year old i listen to talk radio and and podcasts uh, all the time so you know my girls are watching i've got two young girls they're watching disney shows and different stuff when I'm riding with my wife or we're with the family. But when I'm by myself, 95% of the time, I listen to AM radio, different talk shows during the day, and I listen to a few different podcasts when, when I'm cruising. So, you know, the, the music over the years and, and working in race shops, you always listen to classic rock and, and, and some country stations. But uh, I, I don't listen to much music anymore. All right. Well, I want to thank you for uh, for a few minutes of your time. I know you're busy. And uh we wish you all the best of luck this weekend uh, at Richmond and then obviously the entire season as well. So 
Go out there and get the checkered flag, David. Yeah, tune in tonight. It's going to be a good show in Richmond. Y'all have fun. Oh, yeah, can't wait. Thank you so much. That was David Reagan. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We'll be back with more of the final inspection show right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.